Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Midlife Crisis Podcast. Press the follow button so that every time I do a podcast, you can and will be notified. There's also a link attached to the podcast that will take you over to my website where you can purchase your, excuse me, natal chart report that you can download and print, highlight, reread it, study it, anything that you want to do. There's also the option to purchase your love and compatibility synastry report that you can download, print, highlight certain parts, meditate on it, think about it, whatever it is that you choose to do. I also have a Pinterest called Astrology for Christians. So if you have a Pinterest account, you can follow me over on Pinterest where I do the affirmation card for the day. Um, I also give tips um, about astrology to help everyone, but specifically Christians, um, help with understanding certain alignments and aspects in the natal chart. So let us get into it. Today is officially the Sagittarius full moon. And the theme for the day for me has been some self-reflection in relationships and how to transcend what has been plaguing me for a very long time. Now, I have one thing in mind for my Sagittarius full moon. I wanted to fast, which I am doing. And I started it on the 13th. And my purpose for fasting was really to meditate on what it is that God wants me to focus on um, in the upcoming season. And I also wanted to meditate on some affirmations and mantras, so forth and so on. And so (laughs) it kind of went a little bit different, which is fine. Um, In a couple of days from this full moon, um, I will be at the peak of healing or transcending this problem that has been plaguing me for a very long time. So I've been focusing on Pluto a lot, and um, I started noticing a pattern between Mercury being in Gemini and Taurus and aspects from Uranus and Venus and then Uranus and Pluto, and then Pluto and Venus. (laughs) It was like a lot going on, but, you know, it came in in parts. So I wasn't overwhelmed by the things that I was learning. I'm so thankful um, to have crossed astrology. I only wish that I had put more into it when 
I came across it um, during the time that I was in college. I would have, I would have made different decisions if I would have stuck with it. But it's it's good now because I can look at the natal chart. I can progress it, look for certain patterns and aspects, and get the interpretation of it and prepare myself for what is to come. So I do recommend astrology to everyone. Parents should know a little bit about astrology to help their children along the way. They should know a little bit about astrology for themselves, especially um, if they're married, engaged, dating, or just living with a man. Because sometimes you end up trauma bonding with people. Um, And there's also relationships that people get into, male or female, that really was just an energetic frequency happening between the two people. And there was really just something a person was supposed to learn. And once they learned that thing, whatever it was, then the relationship would dissolve on its own. It's all about transcending. So when it came to Pluto, I did a couple of podcasts. Um, We did Pluto and Venus, which was the fear of love. We did Pluto and the sun, which was seeing yourself and recognizing your own goddess power within, um, taking your power back, boundary setting um, for other people. Um, And then we had the aspect between Pluto and Uranus, which was teaching about individuality. Now, in my Pinterest, what I did was looked at Pluto and Capricorn, square certain astrology signs to give deeper insight revelation and clarity um, for what is to be learned in this season. Currently, Pluto and Capricorn is at the last degrees. We have one more degree before Pluto changes from Capricorn to Aquarius, which is really going to be digging into the heels of um, individuality and um, loving oneself and Um, embracing what is unique about yourself. So if we're not getting the lessons um, while Pluto is in Capricorn and the lessons are very light, it may be a little bit difficult once Pluto goes into Aquarius. Okay? So... The aspect between Pluto and Aquarius, um, Uranus, excuse me. The aspect between Pluto and Uranus was actually teaching us about individuality and uniqueness. And that actually branched off into values and how we place value 
on ourselves and not allowing other people to determine um, what is valuable about us. Not being swayed by the opinions of other people when it comes to our own value system. And so for some of us, we had to discover or rediscover what our value is in our own eyes, in our own mind, in our own belief system to us. We determine what our value is. Other people do not determine what our value or our self-worth is. So that was the aspect between Uranus and Pluto. Um, I also talked about being um, some people who like to deflect because Pluto also talks about deflection, where people don't want to take accountability for themselves or they felt like they couldn't do something. And so they would tell other people, you can't do that. Um, You'll never be able to do that. You'll never make any money from that. No, that applies to them. That does not apply to you. And so with this aspect of Pluto, we had to play a little bit of Uno, the game, the card game Uno, and pull out that reverse card and say, no, that energy is not mine. That's not my cross to carry. That's not my burden. Reverse back to you. Take back your energy. Take back your concepts. Take back your social constructs, okay? Any condemnation or anything else, all that energy, take that right back. That's your baggage, not mine. So we kind of had to dig a grave for it and and <laughs> send it on its way wherever the heck it was going. We also had to take a look at people who like to gaslight other people. And we had to pay attention to what was being said and what was not being said. And we had to read in between the lines and emotionally detach ourselves from the things that people said that would trigger us so that we can find the truth. And then we had to put ourselves in a position, right, to take our power back. And say, this is what the truth is. You're not going to get away with lying to me. You're not going to gaslight me. And you're not going to blow smoke in my eyes. Fuck you and take your shit back. We kind of had to stand ten toes down in boundaries. And then we had to figure out what those boundaries were whether we don't want anybody popping up at our homes or we don't want anybody take you know taking our feelings for granted we no longer want to get the short end of the stick we give 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 and get the short end of the stick or you know we're nice and we wear our heart on our sleeves and people kind of take advantage of that and then we had to deal with people whom was only around for what they could get, which means they was never 
true for being around to begin with. So there's a lot of a lot of boundary settings, and that kind of goes back to last year when we had Mercury in Gemini. So during my prayer, and I spent 45 minutes um, just thinking things through, and what came through to me during my meditation is that we have to set boundaries on ourselves. This is another aspect of Pluto. Now, what does that mean and what does that look like? If you give too much, you have to stop yourself and say, okay, I'm giving too much. I'm going overboard. I'm doing too much. Let me stop. You have to also stop and say to yourself, all right, this is what I'm getting ready to do, but would this person do the same thing for me? And if you come up with the answer no, then you know exactly what to give. Also, we have to stop oversharing. Because when you give more than what you receive, which causes you to get the short end of the stick to begin with, you have to stop yourself from oversharing. You have to stop yourself from overgiving. When people see that you respect yourself and that you have boundaries for yourself, you start attracting a different type of person or different types of people. So you've got the natural part down packed where you don't allow people to just pop up at your house. Uh, you don't allow people to, you know, go through your underwear drawer. You don't allow family members to just open up your refrigerator or put their feet up on the couch with the shoes on or, you know, walk through your house with, your, with their shoes on and you got carpet. You've got that part down packed. Now you have to put the boundaries on yourself. If you go somewhere and you're not feeling comfortable there, you don't have to stay. Whether it's in person or online, you're entitled to get up and walk away. You're entitled to press that button that says exit. You are not obligated to explain yourself to anybody. Your no is no, and that's it. So you may have to practice not, you, have, you may have to practice saying no and just leaving it like that. Now, there's some people who care, and they will say, okay, and they'll leave it alone. Then there's the other people who don't give a damn, and they want to know, why is your answer no? And if you give your answer, they want another answer. So you have to kind of prepare yourself mentally for telling them whatever it is you plan on telling them. For me, when they ask me why is my answer no, I tell them stop being nosy. My answer is no, and that's just it. Don't worry about all of that. And then after that, what I do is go to go to the moon <laughs> remove myself like twice removed remove myself from them because I know that they're going to find a different way to do the same thing now, if they come back 
after I've twice removed myself, this calls for a different type of a conversation. That's not so friendly. Because I find that there's some people who don't understand when you're being respectful. But if you give them bitch, and if you use a couple of cuss words, they don't come back. Talking to them like a dog on the street is what they understand, unfortunately. So you may have to take action in that way when it comes to Pluto. Now, after you've worked out the kinks in the natural realm, when it comes to Pluto, there's another aspect called the spiritual realm. And that's that energetic frequency that you have to fine tune and get it on the right frequency so that you don't have to deal with it any longer. It will go away once and for all. You'll be rewarded right? And you can move forward with your life. The last thing we want to do is deal with these same issues in 2023. We don't have time for that. There's some things happening in the natal chart for 2023 that we need to get prepared for before 2023 even comes in. We are busy. We have the the greatest wealth transfer in history that's getting ready to happen. We're in a season now with the Saturn um, in Aquarius where we can open up our own business, whether it's online or it's a storefront, where we could put our spiritual practice (laughs) into practice or our holistic practices into practice and make money from off of it. There's also... um, The real estate bubble that's going to happen. We need to prepare for that. There's the recession that I'm sure will be announced before the year is out that we need to prepare for. Because the recession is going to bring financial opportunity, business opportunity, uh, and personal development opportunities the way that 2020 did. We don't want to miss any of this stuff. So we need to we need to take the keys and we need to open up those spiritual doors. We need those spiritual keys to open up the spiritual doors. So you know what I did? I went on Amazon and I bought some ancient keys, those skeleton keys. Y'all remember them, right? Them them cast iron or those metal keys. And what I'm going to do is take that and put it on my vision board. And I'm going to write the Bible verse on it that talks about the keys to the kingdom. Those ancient keys. Because it's time to unlock some doors, some gifts, some money. A better future, better mindset, better relationships. Whatever it is that we want. That's what we need to do. Take those keys and open up those doors of opportunity, right? Hold on. And there's one thing I've discovered about Pluto that most people don't know. 
Pluto also will reward you with money. Pluto will reward you with money. Saturn will reward you with money. And Jupiter will reward you with money. Now, the thing with Pluto is that there is a particular aspect with the sun and Pluto that will open up the door of opportunity for money. But you got to be able to get it. Right? Most people don't know that. Pluto, uh, well, let me say this. The fifth house is naturally squaring the second house. And if you have your Pluto in your fifth house, whether natally or um, progressed, you can turn your self-worth, your value into a hobby and that hobby can make money for you and you can work from home using your laptop, your iPad, or your cell phone. You can run your business completely online, especially if you're going to do a digital product. You're really good if you're selling a digital product. Okay. Most people don't know that. The fifth house represents hobbies, um, and it represents hobbies, and it's actually the stock market. The second house represents values and self-worth. It also represents money and banks and stock market. Okay. So we definitely want to be in alignment for what is to come. But we got to get through this Pluto. Pluto self boundaries. So what I've decided to do, um, I'm sure I'll get the rest of the Pluto information um, within the next 10, 10 days. I'm still fasting. And what I want to do is create um, a series, a podcast series for Pluto. And I think I want to make it three parts. And the third part, I want it to be about the financial aspects of Pluto. And I'm also going to put it in my blog so that it can be separate. You don't have to do a whole lot of scrolling to find it. It's going to be in its own little folder, organized, and, and right there. Pluto, the, the you know three-part series. And I think this is going to be really good think it's going to be good. So how do we get here to begin with, with this Pluto? This Pluto. This Pluto, Pluto, Pluto. This is coming from childhood. And that needs to be faced. There's a lot of people who listen to this podcast and you come from the era of Children ought to be seen and not heard. You are not allowed to have a voice. You are not allowed to say no. You are not allowed to have feelings. You are not allowed to honor your feelings. You are not allowed to have boundaries for yourself. 
You are not allowed to love yourself. You are not allowed to respect yourself. And that was taught from whoever was the one providing for you during your childhood. Your mother, your father, your grandmother, your auntie, your foster parents, whomever it was. Whatever the situation was, whatever the situations was, that was also the era where parents were allowed to beat their children. And they beat their children into learning, learning their names, learning how to spell their names, learning their where they live at, the address, and all sorts of things. You were beat into learning. That's beating a person into submission. And they probably didn't mean any harm, but they should have known what it felt like to be beaten into submission because it happened to them. And they know that the trauma, they know what trauma it caused them. Whether it was manic depression, anxieties, low confidence, low self-esteem, whatever it was. They know that's what happened to them. So they should not have passed it on to their children. I'm not making any excuses for that generation. And so when you're beat into submission, whether it's physically or verbally, it, it breaks your spirit at a young age too. And so you're trained um, inadvertently to think, feel, or believe that you're not supposed to honor yourself. You're not supposed to say no. You're not supposed to speak up for yourself. You're not supposed to have any boundaries. You're supposed to be a doormat. You're supposed to do all sorts of things. You, but not them. It was okay for them to do it to you, but you couldn't go and do it to them. You couldn't go and do it to anybody. And that's not okay. It's not okay. There were some women who said, I've heard this. The mother said, called them a whore when they were a virgin. There were some women who said that they were raped by their stepfather and their mother did not believe them when they said something. Some women didn't say anything at all until they relocated to a whole nother state and it was bubbling up in their spirit and they had to say something to their mother. 
and the mother still didn't believe him. I've heard some pretty cruel things that mothers did to their daughters. Cruel. And there are women who refuse to have any form of a relationship with their mother. And I don't blame them. Some women made it through and they managed to get married, but the majority did not. So what happens is when you're trained to accept disrespect, when you're, let me rephrase it, when you're beat into submitting to disrespect, when you're beat into or abused into, you're not allowed to have any boundaries. You're not allowed to say no. You're not allowed to be yourself. You're not allowed to be an individual. You're not allowed to succeed in life. You're not allowed to move forward. It trickles into your relationships with men, but more specifically, your relationships with female friends. And so in this season, when it comes to Pluto, we're plucking that up. But we're plucking it up in very safe and healthy ways. And we're turning that around from being powerless to being powerful. And then we're going to take it a step further. Not only are we going to take our power back, but we're going to turn it into money. That, <coughs> to me, excuse me, is the ultimate, you tried to bury me, but didn't know that I was a seed type of comeback. People, we have, there's, there's some parents who, there's some mothers that were jealous of their daughters. Let's be real. There's some mothers that are jealous of their daughters. Their, the mothers could not handle their jealousy and use their daughters as their emotional punching bag because they couldn't handle how jealous they were over their daughter. And they just didn't want their daughter to exceed whatever level it was that the mother achieved in her life. If she even made it anyway. And so for a daughter to have a testimony and say, I am here because X, Y, Z, such and such and so and so. And I've healed from it, and I've come to assist other people, male, female, gay, or straight, black or white, to assist them in moving past this trauma. Breaking the bond of yoke and setting the captives free once and for all. And when the mother hears that testimony, 
and sees that the testimony is making money, child. You thought I was a bit. A, a, you thought you tried to bury me, but didn't know that I was a seed. I remember I told one person they was having the roughest time, uh, you know, with landlords and having a washing machine and a dryer. When 2020 came, I said, get that PPP loan. I open up the washer, um, open up the laundromat, right? Um, learn everything you need to learn. Get your people to fix the washing machine, right? Take some of that money, purchase something, and when you open it, take a picture and send it to every single landlord that brought you to court over that washing machine and dryer. Now, here's the thing. A lot of landlords, these privately owned landlords, they instigate fights with tenants simply because they want the tenant to move out so that they can increase the rent and make more money from off of the property. That's what the instigating fights is about. They just want more money from off of the apartment. That's all it is. And so the person did it. Learned everything they needed to learn. Got that PPP loan. Purchased their own home. Took a picture. Standing in front of the laundromat with their name on it, okay, and sent it to every single landlord. I said, good. They thought they tried to bury you, not knowing that you were a seed. See, and this is what we're going to do with Pluto. We're going to turn that frown upside down. We're going to turn that pain into purpose. We're going to turn that purpose into money, which is where... My idea for the Pluto um, series is coming from. Because I want everybody to turn their pain into a profit. From pain to profit. Ooh, that's good. That's catchy. I like that. Pluto. From pain to profit. Somebody always putting you out. Every time you turn around, they putting you out, putting you out, putting you out. That's okay, because <clears throat> what's coming, excuse me, is a recession where people will be able to take advantage of some opportunities when it comes to real estate. And once you begin to own, you purchase that three-family house, you, you yourself live in one part of the house, and you rent out the other two apartments in the house, you can start sending that to people. You don't pay no mortgage. The tenants pay the mortgage. And, and be smart about it. Take Section 8. You know why? Because people will lose their jobs and they won't be able to pay their rent. But Section 8, no matter what happens, they still keep paying. And even if the person with Section 8 is working and they just so happen to lose their job, what are you missing? $200 from their portion of the rent? But... 95% of it is still being paid by the state. You can always tell your tenant about the different programs where they could go and um, cover that little portion, but I wouldn't sweat it because the bulk of it was paid. I wouldn't sweat it. 
And as long as the government is sending them Section 8 rent checks, you can pay your mortgage. You don't ever have to work if you don't want to. The rent is taking care of it. It's taking care of your expenses. <laughs> they tried to bury you not knowing that you was a seed. So we're going to turn that pain into profit. All right. So it's been a little bit crazy um, with social media. Um, I was popping off and on today. And like, it's been wild. I'm like, what the hell is wrong with people? But then again, Mercury left Taurus and is back in Gemini. So there's a lot of chit-chatting going on on social media right now. A lot of fighting as well, which that's Mars and Aries. So I've kind of taken, you know, two steps back, which I will continue to do for the next few days because I know um, things are going to get crazy. Um, if you're on social media and you see something that could be triggering, just don't click on it. Protect your peace at all costs. Remember one of the less excuse me. One of the lessons of Pluto is if you don't like a certain space, you don't have to be there. Pluto teaches you to remove yourself if you don't like it. Pluto teaches you that you're not obligated to uh, explain yourself to anyone. You're not obligated to answer anybody. You're not obligated to respond to anybody either. You don't have to. Some people get hints, some people don't. Then there's those people who will get the hint and not care that you're throwing them a hint. And you, you have to take action. You have to. So if you got Pluto in your fifth house, whether in transit or natally, you're one of those people that you have to take action. We can't just ignore people. So go on ahead and um, tell them, get the hell out of here. And let them know you're not obligated to do anything. And go on about your business. That's kind of it. All right, you guys. So I just wanted to come in and share that. My revelation about during... Excuse me. I just wanted to come in and share my revelation um, during this Sagittarius full moon. Um, Pluto. Pain to profit. I'm sorry. I'm like half watching Ratchet TV and I'm like... What is this happening? <laughs> uh, the Pluto Pain to Profit series is coming. I'm going to put it on the podcast. I'm also going to put it on my blog. Um, and also um, make sure that you guys have that link so that you can get to the blog at any time. All right, you guys. Thank you for spending about 40 minutes with me again. Don't forget to click on the link. Um, I'm sorry. Don't forget to click on the follow button so that every time I do a podcast, you can and will be notified. There's also a link attached to the podcast that will take you over to my website where you can purchase your loving compatibility astrology report or your natal chart report that you can download and print at your leisure. And if you're having a hard time finding that link, you 
and you have a Pinterest account, you can always go over to Pinterest and look for Astrology for Christians, where you'll find that link that will take you over to my website. All right, you guys, until next time, shalom.